Our next scripture reading is a long one, but I have a part for you all to read along with me. And on the second page of the reading in your um, bulletin, there is a bold, two lines that are bold in verse 18 and then in verse 21. And I invite you to read those with me so that we have the feel for the crowd as the crowd uh, joins in. Here now the reading from Luke 23, verses 1 to 25 and 32 to 49. Then the assembly rose as a body and brought Jesus before Pilate. They began to accuse him, saying, We found this man perverting our nation, forbidding us to pay taxes to the emperor, and saying that he himself is the Messiah, a king. Then Pilate asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? He answered, You say so. Then Pilate said to the chief priests and the crowd, I find no basis for an accusation against this man. But they were insistent and said, He stirs up the people by teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee where he began even to this place. When Pilate heard this, he asked whether the man was a Galilean. And when he learned that he was under Herod's jurisdiction, He sent him off to Herod, who was himself in Jerusalem at that time. When Herod saw Jesus, he was very glad, for he had been wanting to see him for a long time, because he had heard about him and was hoping to see him perform some sign. He questioned him at some length, but Jesus gave him no answer. The chief priests and the scribes stood by, vehemently accusing him. Even Herod, with his soldiers, treated him with contempt and mocked him. Then he put an elegant robe on him and sent it back to Pilate. That same day, Herod and Pilate became friends with each other. Before this, they had been enemies. Pilate then called together the chief priests, the leaders, and the people and said to them, You brought me this man as one who was perverting the people, and here I have examined him in your presence." And have not found this man guilty of any of your charges against him. Neither has Herod, for he sent him back to us. Indeed, he has done nothing to deserve death. I will therefore have him flogged and release him. Then they all shouted out together, Away with this fellow! Release Barabbas for us! This was a man who had been put in prison for an insurrection that had taken place in the city and for murder. Pilate, wanting to release Jesus, addressed them again, but they kept shouting, Crucify! Crucify him! A third time he said to them, Why? What evil has he done? I have found in him no ground for the sentence of death. I will therefore have him flogged and then release him. But they kept urgently demanding with loud shouts that he should be crucified, and their voices prevailed. So Pilate gave his verdict that their demand should be granted. He released the man they asked for, the one who had been put in prison for insurrection and murder, and he handed Jesus over as they wished. Two others also who were criminals were led away to be put to death with him. When they came to the place that was called the skull, they crucified Jesus there with the criminals, one on his right and one on his left. Then Jesus said, Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they cast lots to divide his clothing 
And the people stood by, watching, but the leaders scoffed at him, saying, He saved others. Let him save himself, if he is the Messiah of God, the Chosen One. The soldiers also mocked him, coming up and offering him sour wine, and saying, If you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. There was also an inscription over him, This is the king of the Jews. One of the criminals who were hanged there kept deriding him and saying, Are you not the Messiah? Save yourself and us. But the other rebuked him, saying, Do you not fear God, since you are under the same sentence of condemnation? And we indeed have been condemned justly, for we are getting what we deserve for our deeds. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. He replied, Truly I tell you, today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about noon, and darkness came over the whole land until three in the afternoon, while the sun's light failed, and the curtain of the temple was torn in two. Then Jesus, crying with a loud voice, said, Father, into your hands I commend my spirit. Having said this, he breathed his last. When the centurion saw what had taken place, he praised God and said, Certainly this man was innocent. And when all the crowds who had gathered there for the spectacle saw what had taken place, they were turned home, beating their breasts. But all his acquaintances, including the women who had followed him from Galilee, stood at a distance watching these things. Today is Palm Passion Sunday. It is the day we remember Jesus' triumphant entry into Jerusalem, and it's also the day we remember his passion, his suffering and crucifixion later that same week. The week starts off great. People are cheering as Jesus enters Jerusalem. In Luke's account, we hear about the people laying their cloaks on the colt and on the ground as Jesus entered the city. In the other gospel accounts, we hear about the leafy branches or the palm branches being waved, putting on the ground. But today, we not only remember that celebration that happened early in the week, but we also remember what happened later on in the week, how things turned for the worse. As we look at the end of that first reading today from the gospel of Luke, we see a glimpse of that. In Luke chapter 19, verses 37 to 40, we hear, As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. As Wendy talked about in her children's story, if they were not silent, if they were silent, the stones would shout out. The disciples were shouting praises to God. 
But the, some of the Pharisees, the religious leaders, were trying to control the people. The leaders feared what the people would do. Would the people rise up and disobey? Would, would they be unable to control them anymore? Would the leaders just lose that control of them? Would the people begin to form other loyalties? They weren't sure what was happening. They wanted to quiet the crowds. But the disciples had seen such great deeds of power that they could not keep silent. And Jesus' response to the Pharisees was as if the disciples were silent, the stones would shout out. This reference to the stones shouting out is, is one that is unique to Luke, and it's one that I want us to think about today. Jesus' message was so powerful that if the disciples were silent, the stones would shout out. Jesus had come showing deeds of power. When he began his public ministry, we hear earlier in Luke how he came to the synagogue and he, he read from the prophet Isaiah and he said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he has anointed me to bring good news to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind, to let the oppressed go free, and to proclaim the year of the Lord's favor. And after he read that from the prophet Isaiah, he, he placed the scroll down and he said the scripture had been fulfilled in him. Throughout his ministry, Jesus lived out God's love by reaching out to those who were oppressed, by reaching out to those who were shunned by society. He said that the greatest commandments were to love God with all your heart, mind, soul, and strength, and to love your neighbor as yourself. And when pressed as to who Jesus meant by neighbor, he went on to tell the story of the Good Samaritan where the one who was the neighbor was the one who was the foreigner. Samaritans were hated and feared by the people Jesus told this story to. And yet the Samaritan was the one who was the neighbor, who showed that compassion, who showed that mercy. Jesus said we are to love our enemies and we are to, that the first shall be last and the last shall be first. Jesus said that we are to, to love in a radical way, and he told stories about God's justice and about equality that make our heads spin. We don't always want to hear what Jesus has to say. Jesus came proclaiming such a radical love and justice that, that people got stirred up. And In our re second reading from Luke, we hear, He stirs up people by teaching throughout all Judea, from Galilee where he began, even to this place, he stirs up the people. Sometimes people got excited by what Jesus had to say, and sometimes they got raging mad. Jesus stirred up people in all kinds of different ways. And sometimes, just like today, I imagine that people got caught up in what the crowds around them were saying or shouting and went along with the crowd instead of speaking out. By themselves, perhaps they would not have thought bad about Jesus. Perhaps they even liked him. And yet when the crowds gathered, they found themselves going along with the crowd. By the time we get to the end of the gospel account, we hear a crowd shouting against Jesus, crucify, crucify him. And I wonder how many in the crowd were chanting along just because everybody else was. Crowd 
mentality can be a dangerous thing. It can push us to do things we wouldn't ever think of doing on our own. It can convince us that evil is okay. Fear convinces us that we must get rid of the other, whoever the other is. Too often the crowd mentality promotes fear in order to get others to do what they want. Our response to the mountains and mountains of fear that surround us today should be to love. In 1 John, we hear that perfect love casts out fear. And I'm going to read to you from 1 John 4, verses 18 through 21. It says, There is no fear in love, but perfect love casts out fear, for fear has to do with punishment, and whoever fears has not reached perfection in love. We love because he first loved us. Those who say, I love God, and hate their brothers or sisters, are liars. For those who do not love a brother or sister whom they have seen cannot love God whom they have not seen. The commandment we have from him is this, those who love God must love their brothers and sisters also. We live in a world with a lot of fear, a lot of hate, a lot of crowd mentality. And it can be easy to get caught up in what the crowds around us are shouting. It can be easy to not speak out against the hate surrounding us. But Jesus said, I tell you, if these are silent, the stones would shout out. So I invite you today to imagine, imagine the stones lining the roadways, lining the streams, forming the walls of buildings. What have they seen? Imagine the stones that not only were there years and years ago, but those that surround us today. What would the stones say if they could talk? What are the stones witnessing today? What have the stones witnessed that people are afraid to admit? What have they seen that make people afraid to speak up and share what do we need to speak up about? Following Christ means speaking up for the weak, loving our enemies, working for justice for all, reaching out to those who are unwelcome and making them feel at home. If we are silent, the stones will shout out. So what are the stones witnessing in our world today? What do we need to speak up about in order to share the message of God's love and justice with the world? The crowds are shouting around us. And so the question is, will we get caught up in the fear and the hate? Or will we allow God's perfect love to cast out that fear? Amen.